On Enmeshed, we discuss crimes and situations that may be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Enmeshed, the show that reveals some of the most poisonous people come disguised as family. Enmeshed family members are fused together by unhealthy emotions instead of the strong bonds that signal a well-functioning family. Boundaries are blurred and unhealthy relationship patterns are formed. Hello and welcome to Enmeshed, the podcast that explores family relationships and crime. I'm Amanda. And I'm Pam. And today we're taking a different enmeshed crime path. In so many cases on this show, we talk about parents that really should have cared more about their kids. But what about the parents who take their devotion to their children to a criminal level? Today we're talking about a sprawling scheme that includes millions of dollars, an FBI wiretap, and the high-profile arrests of actresses Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, among many other wealthy parents and co-conspirators. That's right. Today we're talking about Operation Varsity Blues, also known as the College Admissions Scandal. Why spend money on tutors when you can just buy your kids way into college? As mothers, we all assumed we would go to the ends of the earth to keep our kids happy, healthy, and safe. Our protective instincts kick in when we're forced to defend our child against a predator or when they have to fight for the basics to survive. Yet, some mothers' problems aren't quite the same as others in the world of the rich and famous. That seems to be what these parents thought. On March 12, 2019, U.S. federal prosecutors publicly announced the investigation into $25 million in bribes and upwards of 60 parents, coaches, administrators, and college test proctors who rigged the system to guarantee the unearned admission of students to elite universities like Yale, Stanford, Georgetown, and more. In that press conference, FBI Special Agent Joseph Bonavolanta laid out the difference between these 33 affluent parents and other law-abiding parents who do everything they can to help their kids get into good colleges short of bribery. He said, quote, This is not a case where the parents were acting in the best interests of their children. This is a case where they flaunted their wealth, sparing no expense to cheat the system so they could set their children up for success with the best education money could buy. Unquote. And at the center of this scheme stood one man orchestrating it all, William Rick Singer, founder of a fake college counseling nonprofit called The Key. He also founded The Key Worldwide Foundation, which is the so-called charity arm of this money laundering scheme. But we'll get back to that in a moment. Through The Key, Singer worked with parents to devise a tailored plan to get their children into these elite schools that they wouldn't be able to attend on their own merit. This fraud was usually perpetrated in one of two ways. In one way, he'd collude with coaches and administrators to recruit students to the school's athletic program. The student didn't even have to play any sports. In one case, 
a student that has only been identified as Eliza, was admitted to a handful of top schools after being billed as an African-American tennis whiz. The problem? Eliza was white and didn't even play tennis. In some cases, Singer would even stage athletic photos to further sell the hoax. The other way Singer rigged admissions was by setting up SAT and ACT testing using his own compromised test administrators that would help students cheat or change answers for them after the fact. In the case of one of Lori Laughlin's daughters, she experienced a 400-point increase on her SAT from the practice SAT thanks to Singer's cheating proctors. Sometimes he'd work with psychologists to create fake documentation that said the student had a learning disability. These papers gave the students certain accommodations like extra time while taking the exam, and they could then use this paperwork to gain the same accommodations while at college. And in some cases, the student didn't have to take the test at all. One man, Mark Riddell, would impersonate the student and simply take the test for them. Riddell was a Harvard alumnus and the director of college entrance exams for International Management Group Academy, a global sports, events, and talent management company. Riddell has since pleaded guilty to charges, including conspiracy and money laundering, in which he took $10,000 per test taking over two dozen tests for students in his time working with Singer. The amount of money in various instances in this case is staggering. The now former head coach of Yale's women's soccer team, Rudy Meredith, once took a $450,000 bribe to falsify an applicant's credentials. University of Southern California's senior associate athletic director, Donna Heinel, was paid $1.3 million in a similar scheme. At Georgetown, tennis coach Gordon Ernst helped 12 students fraudulently gain admission to the school to the tune of $950,000. So, how was Singer able to get away with it for so long? And how did the FBI start to close in? Let's take a quick break and then get back to it. Are you planning an event with audio and visual needs but are not sure where to start? Waves Entertainment can help. Waves Entertainment is your premier full-service management company with high-quality custom solutions for any size event. Whether you are planning a large festival or concert, a corporate meeting or wedding, Waves Entertainment will power your event to excellence. Our team of industry professionals work closely with your vision to ensure your audience hears every word, sees every detail, and remembers the experience. Our goal is to ensure your event is customized to fit your needs and provide professional-grade equipment to amplify your message. From live stage production and talent booking to vendor coordination, event staffing, and more, Waves Entertainment is your one-stop shop for the perfect event. Visit our website, wavesentertainment.com, or give us a call at 704-662-2435. That's 704-662-2435. Waves Entertainment, powering your event to excellence. Now back to the show. 
One thing's for sure. Rick Singer is a smart man. He worked with coaches whose sports didn't have the same eyes on them as, say, football or basketball. He focused on water polo, tennis, rowing, that kind of thing, to avoid suspicion. He also knew the students shouldn't get perfect test scores. The test results needed to be realistic in addition to being impressive enough for entry to these highly desired schools. And that might seem obvious to us, but as we've seen time and time again, criminals do not always do well with nuance. Even with these precautions, Singer couldn't keep up the ruse forever. The parents were paying him through the charitable arm of the key, which meant that the money appeared as a donation that they could then write off on their taxes. Just to add insult to injury. Bribery and tax fraud in one fell swoop. Well, that's part of the irony here is that one crime frequently begets another. The entire house of cards came tumbling down when L.A. businessman Maury Tobin was arrested in April of 2018 for securities fraud totally unrelated to Singer. Tobin told police that Yale coach Rudy Meredith, who we mentioned before, had asked him for $450,000 to get Tobin's youngest daughter into the school. In exchange for leniency on the securities fraud case, Tobin wore a wire when meeting with Coach Meredith, who in turn flipped on Singer once it was obvious the jig was up. From there, it was only a matter of time before everything was revealed. Singer agreed to wiretap his phone, capturing phone calls with parents that culminated in that early 2019 press conference and the arrest and prosecution of so many. To get them to incriminate themselves, he told them the key was being audited by the IRS, which prompted them to essentially admit to the payments. In one phone call with the parent, he summed up his work perfectly. Quote, there is a front door, which means you get in on your own. The back door is through institutional advancement, which is 10 times as much money. And I've created this side door in, unquote. With that statement, he points out how it's already a corrupted system. He alluded to paying for a new building or a huge donation to the college to better their chances. So this really opens up a broader conversation about how the university system is stacked for the rich, no matter which way you look at it. What's more, these are people that essentially have unlimited resources. They could have been paying for tutors and additional classes for their kids, private coaches, the whole works. And instead, they allowed themselves to take the easy way out simply because they could. And because they are enmeshed. Yes. In Felicity Huffman's case, she pled guilty to paying $15,000 to have a proctor change her daughter's SAT answers. She served 11 days of a 14-day sentence and was ordered to pay a $30,000 fine as well as serve 250 hours of community service. She seemed genuinely remorseful. Her husband, beloved worst father ever Frank on Shameless, William H. Macy, was not indicted. Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo Giannulli, admitted to paying half a million dollars to get their two daughters into the University of Southern California. In addition to the SAT bump mentioned earlier, 
They also posed their daughters on rowing machines to falsely portray them as rowing recruits on their admissions paperwork. Lori Laughlin served two months in prison, while her husband served five months, and between them, they were ordered to pay $400,000 in fines. Others prosecuted for a whole range of crimes in relation to the scandal were sentenced to various lengths of punishment, from a couple of years of probation to 30 months in prison. Rick Singer was recently sentenced to 42 months in prison himself, with three years of supervised release to follow. In addition, he's been forced to forfeit a whopping $8.7 million and ordered to pay restitution of almost $11 million to the IRS. As of today, 62-year-old Singer has already paid over $1.2 million back. He claimed in federal court that he'd let himself lose sight of morality in exchange for, quote, winning and keeping score, unquote, and that he was ashamed of himself for his actions. The charges against him included racketeering conspiracy, money laundering conspiracy, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and obstruction of justice. That last charge came because he tipped off a few people to the FBI's involvement despite promises to cooperate. In all, 39 of the people convicted thanks to Operation Varsity Blues were ordered to pay a fine, 8 were ordered to forfeit assets, and 4 were ordered to do both, for a total of $22.7 million in penalties. And what about the kids that benefited from their parents' actions? Authorities are declining to prosecute any of the students. While it's obvious some of the kids had to know something was fishy, like the ones that posed in photos as athletes for sports they did not compete in, many of them likely had no idea that their test answers were altered or falsified altogether. That's not to say that the kids haven't faced consequences. Many of the colleges wrapped up in this scheme in addition to firing coaches and administrators, also expelled students or revoked their admission. Matteo Sloan, whose father paid $250,000 to get him into the University of Southern California, told the Wall Street Journal that he was angry with his dad for making the payment, saying, quote, it kind of takes the value away of the work I did to get there in the first place, unquote. Mateo was not kicked out of USC, and his father, Devin Sloan, was sentenced to four months in prison and ordered to pay $95,000 in fines. Other students have reported panic attacks, anger at their parents, lost friends, and lost opportunities. Sophia Macy, the daughter of Felicity Huffman and William H. Macy, who again was not implicated in the scheme at all, was in the final round of auditions for admission to Juilliard, the performing arts school, when her invitation to audition was revoked. What a shame. If you'd like to know even more about this case, watch the documentary Operation Varsity Blues on Netflix. Released in 2021, it's a really great documentary that includes actual audio from the wiretaps included in reenactments with Matthew Modine, playing William Singer. If you watch it, let us know what you think on social media. So what are your thoughts, Amanda? I think Lori's early childhood bore no resemblance to the wealth and fame she has achieved. She was the daughter of a foreman and a stay-at-home mom, so 
humble beginnings. She happened to show some interest in acting as a kid. She lucked into her first acting gig totally by accident, and this luck followed her to Hollywood. Neither Lori nor her husband had gone to college, yet they both achieved incredible successes in their fields. Still, having their daughters attend college was extra important to them, and it had to be a prestigious college. If their girls didn't achieve great success in their endeavors, then they believed it would reflect badly on them. Yes. So according to Yale psychologist Michael W. Krauss, wealthy people usually believe that their status in life is well-deserved. While there may have been hard work involved to get to where they are, these parents now feel their children are entitled by osmosis or nepotism. It's not just that they want a good education for their kids or that they want to find a college that's the right fit. They want the status symbol of prestige only certain colleges can provide. At the end of the day, it wasn't the legal ramifications that affected Lori the most. It was the public shame that Netflix fired her from Fuller House, as did the Hallmark Channel, where she had an ongoing contract. It seemed no one wanted to hire her. It just wouldn't be a good look for their channel. Oh, the irony. For sure. Lori pleaded guilty to a conspiracy charge. She began serving her two-month sentence on October 30th of 2020 at the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin, California. Her husband also pleaded guilty to a conspiracy charge as part of a plea deal. He reported to the Federal Correctional Complex in Lompoc, California, on November 19, 2020, to serve a five-month sentence. Lori also must serve two years of supervised release, perform 100 hours of community service, and pay a fine of $150,000, and Gianulli was ordered to serve two years of supervised release, perform 250 hours of community service, and pay a $250,000 fine. Their short sentence spawned national outrage. Many saw it as yet another case of beautiful, wealthy white people breaking the law and getting nothing more than a slap on the wrist. So, not surprisingly, America's 58-year-old sweetheart, Lori Laughlin, the disgraced former Full House star, turned not-so-wholesome queen of the Hallmark Channel, is making her big return to the movies following her short stint in prison. She'll star in the TV movie Fall Into Winter for the network Great American Family. Well, that's just great. Good for her. And lastly, Lori is one of my mom, Gigi's, favorite actresses. Mm, Bygones. All right, and that's a wrap for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Enmeshed. There was no murder involved, but there was still some bad shit going on. We will see you next Monday for a brand new episode of Enmeshed. And remember, don't conform to the family norm. Hey, Meshers, we love sharing and mesh stories with you and want to continue. A free way to support our show is by leaving a five star rating and review on iHeartRadio, Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you are listening. It's a chance to tell us what you love about the show, and it helps others discover us too. It's super easy and greatly appreciated. We will even give you a shout out on an upcoming episode of Enmeshed. I get it. I'm not one for leaving reviews, but the more I realize how important it is to being discovered, I've definitely been more inclined to give a review when listening to a podcast that I love for free. And don't forget to tell a friend that may be a true crime freak like us. If you'd like to buy us a coffee, go to our website at enmeshedtruecrimepodcast.com and click on the buy me a coffee link. Well, I might buy a glass of wine. Yep, that is something you would do. (laughs) I'll buy the coffee. Thanks. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you for listening. All of our sources are in today's show notes, as well as those important resources. You can find us at enmeshed underscore true crime podcast on Instagram or enmeshed true crime podcast on Facebook and let us know what you think. You can also get a behind the scenes look at the show and chat with us about any of the cases you've heard here or share case suggestions please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to keep up with Enmeshed and join us every Monday for fresh takes on stale relationships. Enmeshed is an Oh No production.